0: Hello there, sports fans. Welcome to another edition of Nolan & Company Sports, the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. It is a lovely April 14th, 2020. We are still in quarantine, as is the rest of the world, for at least till the end of this month. I am joined by Founding Father William Edward Seth Moorhead. We will be taking over the show today. Uh, due to the fact that Nolan, our beloved Nolan, has come in contact with somebody who has just tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. So, Seth, are any thoughts? any <laughs> thoughts on the fact that Nolan is currently under quarantine right now?
1: It is a horrendous situation, but I feel <laughs> like he's left the show in very good hands, so I'm excited to I, see where this goes. I am good? as
0: well. Of course. Of course, um, Mr. Mason Pruitt could not join us right now. Um, he wasn't as smart as I was and finished up his homework in advance, so he is having to do that right now. Obviously, he's obviously having to do some stuff with family. We uh, we excused him this time, but if he does it again, the punishment is death. So um, that will be interesting. So, anyways, right, Seth, what's on the agenda today?
1: All right, so. Unfortunately, it's been a rather poor four days as far as uh, people living. Yeah. Goes. So we we've, we've do have a small obituary set uh, section. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the XFL and then the MLS. Uh, they have a new season plan. Uh, we're going to go to break and then we're going to talk about a small incident that happened two days ago uh, in NASCAR you've been looking at the news you will know what that is oh, no. uh look at just a tiny snapshot of indycar and then talk about baseball uh we got some interesting stuff going on over there and then the nhl and nba as they seek to finish out their seasons so yeah that's the uh, show agenda for today
0: definitely all right well this obviously as you were talking about at the top of the show by the way we left out the blake t martin uh tea you know I, I don't know what you put for it i mean nolan kind of you know
1: that's usually his, that's does his that deal for me. yeah i yeah. don't know tea standing for tea
0: i was drinking
1: yes yeah, texas there, tea there you
0: go beforehand actually relevant yeah, before information <laughs> okay well uh obviously uh let's get into the show here in a minute um let's start off by the obituaries that we have um over the past few days, it's really been a very sad time. We've lost a lot of, you know, sports legends. Uh, Seth, would you like to start with one of them?
1: Yeah, so the first one that came across my news feed is the uh, death of Sterling Moss, age 90, rightly regarded as the greatest driver to have never won the Formula One championship. Uh, had an incredible career. Uh, Ended up taking like a 15-year break. Came back in the British Touring Car Championship uh, for a couple years. Uh, Was really active. Just an absolute legend. And uh, man, we are starting to see more and more legends uh, in, especially in the motorsport community. But you know, overall, uh, that are starting to pass. So, yeah, he had an absolutely incredible career, including maybe the most legendary drive or one of the most legendary drives in the Mille uh, Miglia. I believe it's pronounced, I don't know. It's a thousand mile race in Italy, yeah. uh, well-documented, uh, but he had an absolutely incredible career and uh, we're going to miss him.
0: Yeah. So the next one that we have is really one of the most famous fam- families, uh, you know, in baseball, but also in all sports. So you, you obviously look at, you know, ownership of certain teams. There are certain names that ring out, obviously you have the Joneses with the Cowboys you have uh, the Roonies. You have, uh, for the Steelers, you have uh, the Maras, you know, with the Giants. There are prob- there's probably no other name in baseball that has meant so much over the past 60 years than the Steinbrenner family, and that's obviously the great New York Yankees. Um, uh, Hank Steinbrenner, the most recent one to pass away, Uh, we obviously had George pass away in 2010, but Hank Steinbrenner took over, uh, a lot of responsibilities in the 1980s. He was a big part in, obviously, them acquiring Derek Jeter and a bunch of other people. Uh, George Steinbrenner started giving a lot of the power over to, um, you know, Hank Steinbrenner around 2007, kind of before he died. And I don't remember the exact reason how he died. It wasn't coronavirus, I know that. But, um... He had some underlying health issues and sadly he passed away just uh, early earlier uh, a moment ago so it it, it, is, it is a sad day for the baseball community as well as you know the rest of the lists that we're going to go over but obviously a huge loss for major League baseball in general. Uh,
1: the next one is Colby Cave uh, young young forward for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he suffered a brain bleed uh, on Saturday and died at the ripe young age of 25. Absolutely heartbreaking. That's rough. Absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. Played for the Bruins and the Oilers. Um, just rough, and uh, the response from Edmonton has been uh, just incredible. Uh, a bunch of people. I don't know if you know if you all have seen this, but. A bunch of people lined up on the highway as the, uh, I want to say the funeral possession, or yeah, procession was happening. But a bunch of people lined up on the highway and uh, as a tribute, yeah, uh, and showing respect for that. It's just, it's a, it's another heartbreaker uh, to see somebody pass that's so young. You know, it's just, yeah, just awful situation.
0: Yeah, and obviously you, you, especially I mean, 25, dude. That that's only five years older than us. Yeah. You know. And that that's something, you obviously see a lot of potential in that person's career. And you just, you hate, obviously you don't like to see anybody. Like all these guys, I mean, except for maybe Sterling Moss, who's 90, you know, that's a really, you know, that's a good life. Um, but all the rest of these guys, you know, really take him before their time. Um, but the last one we have is Tavares Jackson, uh, you know. Died at 36 in a car crash in Alabama, uh, just yesterday. Um, he obviously was uh, played for the Minnesota Vikings. Was a quarterback there for a while. Um, really was an overall. I mean, he he was a decent quarterback. I mean, he was not like let's say you know starter material necessarily. He wasn't like a you know a Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or you know, and Aaron Rodgers, but still a a big talent in, you know, professional football and obviously a very good backup quarterback. I mean, he he was definitely, he filled the role very well. And it's very, it's a horrible thing to see this person, you know, gone before his time. I mean, you just think about that family, you know, 36 years old, you know, even we were talking about 25, which is unbelievable, but you know, 36 is, you know, way, way too early.
1: Yeah. And at the, the start of a promising coaching career, uh, having yeah. started doing a, a graduate assistant role at Alabama State and then uh, this last year doing the quarterbacks or filling in for the quarterbacks coach at Tennessee State. Um, yeah. Leaving behind a wife and three kids It's just, you know, it's That's another hard. heartbreaker. That is hard. For yeah. sure.
0: Anyways, we'll um, we'll obviously keep you updated with that as well if there are any other, you know, major losses. Hopefully there won't be. Uh, The rest of this month, or you know, yeah. But we'll we'll keep you updated on that with any other breaking news. Uh, The next thing that we're going to get in today is really big news coming out of the other professional football league. Um, This is, you know, I I would have said this would have been a shocker in any other situation, Um, but you know, coronavirus kind of, you know, made this happen. The XFL is looking at bankruptcy right now. Seth, would you like to talk a little bit
1: about this? Yeah, no, they they did straight up file bankruptcy. They it okay, is, they failed, yeah. It's right. over. And the weird thing about all of this, again, actually it's, I don't know, kind of funny the order. Uh, anyways, it's sad because, you know, you look at the, the previous, yeah, you know, the previous iterations of spring football. The first XFL couldn't play football. They had all the presentation in the world, but if mm-hmm. the product's not good, you don't have yeah. a league. The AAF was just a financial disaster, but they had good football. And they had football. Now we finally mm-hmm. had a spring league that had good football, good finances, good promotion, and of all things and it just, pandemic wipes it out.
0: Right. I'll just put it like this. I think God is on the NFL side. <laughs> I really do. There's nobody who can nobody can compete with them. I mean, you look at the since the AFL, which merged with the NFL, I mean, dude. The USFL, failed. First XFL, failed. AAF, failed. And now we have the second XFL, which looked promising. We're like, oh, yeah, this thing's going on. And then a pandemic hits it, just wipes it out. Dude, like, you can, they cannot win. Nobody, like, I, I think Roger Goodell secretly, like, has some mastermind. He probably cooked this virus up in China and was like, ah, this will show the XFL. It might screw over the rest of the world, but at least they won't. Get in on our, our stake here, but obviously a horrible thing. Um, how, how do you see this thing going for any other future professional football teams that might, I mean, not teams, but leagues that might want to, you know, maybe not compete with the NFL, but have a stake in this, you know, a stake in the claim of a bigger product, which is professional football.
1: Yeah, so as far as the XFL as a business entity, I don't think anybody's going to want to pick it up and then immediately have to pay the – yeah tens of millions of dollars that they still owe. I mean they they released there's like a financial statement, right? They owe mm-hmm. all the coaches like $750,000. They owe stadiums multiple millions of dollars. They owe merch companies. They owe a lot of money. Um yeah. You know, obviously big initial investment you know couldn't continue paying for it now that uh coronavirus decided to kill Kill the XFL. Um, as yeah. far as spring football, I, I personally still hope that it continues to happen. I'm a big fan of spring football. I've enjoyed uh, the AAF. I enjoyed, you know, obviously this XFL. Uh, yeah. Got to follow I that. mean,
0: I'll put it like this. One of my favorite games ever, besides playing, was that one that we went to in oh, San Antonio. Fan- yeah, I mean, was that was amazing. fantastic. And I mean, the environment behind that was truly something. I, I look... I figured that people would be excited about football in San Antonio, but I was no I was nowhere prepared with how excited people actually were for this. Yeah, I mean, there there is, I would argue, there's a market for it. I mean, maybe part of that is maybe because of the city that it was in due to the fact that um, you know, there there hasn't been football in San Antonio besides the Saints being there after Katrina. But, you know, at the same time, some of these teams did well. And you look at the, you know, potential behind it. If this would have been given more of a shot, who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we had a team or we had a league here that was looking like it was on the upswing Mm -hmm. and really just got, like, everybody else. Now, obviously, I just want to say, you know, this is just football. This isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, just life. Obviously businesses around the country have been impacted by this and it's extremely sad, but you know, this just proves how, how much this thing is hurting people. Mm-hmm. I mean this, you know, you get an entire league wiped out yeah. due to the fact that this is happening. Man,
1: I was looking forward to seeing who they were going to end up signing. Cause obviously yeah. Philip Walker and uh, several other players ended up going to the NFL, but watching after the draft for the, undrafted free agency class Mm -hmm. i was gonna be wild i think and can and for those of you that would say that the talent there isn't enough talent there there are i want to say five levels of college football in the u.s and another level in in canada of players that you get to pick from and i think the xfl provides enough of a show to really demonstrate some standouts jordan uh, Tamu, uh, you know, PJ Walker. Uh, obviously with the AF, we got to see, uh, you know, the, the stardom of Mikael McKay, absolutely fantastic receiver uh, that played for San Antonio. Um, yeah. You know, and there's just, there is talent there that you don't get to see. And that's one of the things that I love the most about spring football is that you get to see, talent that wouldn't normally get an opportunity to shine just because there's not enough room in the NFL or they were just never given a chance um, yeah here, here's my take on it I, I, I think that the people who shined in the
0: XFL will definitely get a shot in the NFL don't get me wrong I mean they've seen you know a lot of these guys perform and, and, and I don't see it being like oh well you didn't play a full season too bad I mean for those people who really shine in the spotlight here I mean I could see them doing very well
1: yeah, so sad about that. I hope this, this is just, it's sad at this point. I hope somebody else does come along and provide us, you know, provides us with spring football. One of the other things that we haven't really considered is um, spring football is a great way to determine demand, right? Yeah. Go look back at the, uh, the USFL. One of the primary reasons the Jacksonville Jaguars are even a thing is because the USFL had a... Uh, had a, a team in Jacksonville, and they were selling out. I want to say it was the Gator Bowl.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll put it like football. this: the only reason why the USFL failed was due to the fact that you know they moved to the fall. Right. If they would have stayed, if they would have stayed in the spring, they could have they would could have been rival leagues to the NFL. I, I'm telling you that. Yeah. But they they put, went into the wrong market. They had a niche where they were at. And there was definitely a demand for spring football, and they were supplying it very well. You know, you had a great, you know, a great, great thing going, but obviously they didn't capitalize on it, and um, you see what it led to.
1: Yeah, it's just, I think it's just a shame that we, you know, the XFL is has folded. But uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see some, you know, another another iteration of spring football i'm i have that is true honestly this is so sad i remember we were it sitting there at the end of 2018 um, looking at the future because we knew the XFL was announced it was coming there's yeah. there've been a couple other leagues that were announced um, as well that we didn't that are more pipe dreams at this point frankly yeah. but we were about to see a showdown between the af and the XFL for the 2020 season and beyond. Yeah. And to see, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, what was going to happen, whether we would see maybe cross play between the two leagues or, you know, a merger or whatever, you know, it was going to be, it was going to be intriguing to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just a real shame that, you know, it's, it's so now you, over.
0: I, I remember this and you can go back on the older shows and, you know look what i said i said i said i didn't know if i think it would make it i didn't know if i think it would take at the beginning um because of the previous history that we'd seen i figured that one of them would say oh well, we need to compete with, with the nfl uh and then i was kind of pleasantly surprised when the af af said oh we're kind of working hand in hand to a certain degree to kind of have a minor league football field and, and so that excited me and i thought that that was uh you know you know, room for a lot of potential in that. But I I didn't know how far it would go. I did not expect it to both of these teams to not even finish out their season, you know? You figured, and granted, one they're, they're both ridiculous reasons why this didn't happen. I mean, under normal circumstances, I mean, who would have thought just complete financial collapse because one of the major donors pulled out? Who would have thought about, you know, with the XFL, a global pandemic that we haven't seen in a hundred years to hit, you know, the United States, and then, you know, that and the XFL's hopes? I mean, you're kidding me. Nobody would have thought that. And then, you know, obviously, that's what happened. So it's a hard, hard situation. I think that there's definitely a market. I think that people should maybe, if the XFL could maybe get restarted or even another league come up. I mean that that's what that's what we need to look at because I think that they're downplaying how much uh, importance that this this they could get out of this, mm-hmm.
1: you know.
0: But anyways, let's move on. Obviously, we talked about the XFL bankruptcy. Yep. Other things that are being impacted, you know, obviously everything's getting impacted. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Whoa. Um, is the MLS and their season plan? Uh, Seth, you know a little bit more about this than I do. Yep. How about you take it away? So,
1: so this was announced just today. Uh, the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, uh, said that the league is focused at getting in as many games as possible, uh, but that the season suspension due to the coronavirus pandemic will alter how they will be played. So, that we know for sure that there's going to be an altering of the MLS season. It's not just going to be, yeah. uh, they're not going to play it straightforward. Um, they are looking at everything from just a straight up tournament at neutral locations, doing an abridged regular season, uh, but they're gonna try to do, uh, the most that they can to get, uh, as many games played as possible. Uh, maybe that means for them extending the season into winter, playing games behind closed doors, um... And then they're going to... They've got a training ban until April 24th. So... Yeah. We will see... That's kind of the current plan. They're they're looking at doing different formats. They're just trying to play as many games as possible. And so uh, we'll see how that all plays out. So that's kind of the initial plan.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I feel that. Um... You know, this is really a central question that a lot of these leagues are asking themselves. You know, how can we get players back on track? Because you obviously, you're concerned about the health of these players. Now, obviously, they've probably been working out on their own, but they're not being put through, most likely, they're not being put through the same workouts as they were before. They're also not in the same condition that they were. I mean, we're not talking about maybe a week off. We're talking about a full month off or more mm-hmm. where these players aren't having the same routines as they did beforehand. And, you know, that's something that you have to keep up as a professional athlete. You're basically a well-oiled machine. You know, you have to have the right parts. You have to, you know, be able to perform on a certain level because you have that schedule and that strict regimen. I, I, You know, then you have to get those you know, training, you know, uh, habits back into cycle. And then after that, you know, you have to actually start the season. So you're looking at a bunch of different things here. And the MLS is, you know, I think they're in a better position, them in the MLB, than the NBA or the NHL, obviously, because one is just starting their season. The other ones are at the tail end playoff area of their season. And they're having a lot more trouble trying to figure that out than saying okay, we're having to push this thing back a month or whatnot, and then start in May or whenever we start in, versus hey, we're just trying to finish the season, you know, and then we have to worry about next season as well and how this whole thing's going to play out there. So I mean, it, it's a hard break for any league, but you know, I think the MLS will do a lot better than let's say the NBA or the NHL.
1: Yeah, they have the they have a benefit just like the uh, the MLB does as well of playing yeah. games. Fairly late into fall. So, it'll be interesting to see. I'm intrigued to see if they do decide to go with this tournament format, what that's going to actually look like. Whether that's going to provide seating for the playoffs, or uh, if that's just going to be the playoffs. It'll be interesting to kind of see how yeah. how this ends up happening. It'll be also interesting to see how they fit the U.S. Open Cup into this. Uh, yeah. Our domestic uh, soccer competition uh, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up happening, whether that's just straight up canceled or uh, played later on, because that affects you know minor league soccer as well. Uh, Definitely. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up turning turning out.
0: Anyways, okay. Well, that's all we have for this segment of uh, Nolan and Company Sports Podcast. We will have much more coming at you after the break. We'll be talking about a little bit of controversy with NASCAR, some IndyCar a little bit of baseball, and then signing it off with a little bit of NBA and NHL. So stick around, and we are about to go to break. This is the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. We are about to, we've just gone over the MLS season plans, as well as the XFL bankruptcy. Now we're getting into the scandalous part of the show, as we are about to talk about the whole NASCAR controversy before we start getting into the rest of baseball, IndyCar, NHL, NBA. Uh, Seth, you are a car guy. Why don't you take this one away?
1: Okay, so let's give you a little bit of background. Uh, There was an... So, in the wake of the pandemic, NASCAR and IndyCar and most other series have gotten onto iRacing with all of the regular series drivers and have been doing races. Uh, About two weeks ago, one of the drivers in the NASCAR Cup Series on iRacing, which is the sim that these series are using to do their racing. Uh, basically rage quit <laughs> after he got wrecked on like lap one. And then his sponsor dropped him for yeah. that. So we've, you know, that happened. We are like, okay, wow, this is starting to have real life implications. <laughs> and then two days ago, uh, during a special event, this wasn't even like a main NAS, main NASCAR event or anything during a special event where they took NASCAR's to the legendary old oval in Monza, Italy uh, on iRacing, uh, Kyle Larson, uh, prominent young driver. He's only 20, 27. Yeah. 27. You know, widely regarded as one of the top talents in NASCAR, one of the top young talents, uh mayor no he definitely did he he dropped the n-word yeah he did he did (laughs) (laughs) oh god
0: this is this is the thing that like just yikes that is a career killer right there dude like there's if there's one thing you do not say especially today or especially anytime i mean it's not like it you know it's ever been good it's absolutely horrible but like if you want to end your career in today's modern age. Just, just go ahead and say the word that he said. And uh, I mean, you, you, yeah. Th-
1: this is the... By the way, this, this is what ended up happening. Immediately after that, iRacing suspended him and NASCAR suspended him. <laughs> and he got suspended in his team. By the way, he's at one of the top teams, Chip Ganassi Racing. Got suspended. And then... Today... Chip Ganassi Racing released him. Dude, how... Okay, listen, so, I... <laughs> he just... he First of all, he postponed his career by at least a year or two. Yeah. And he may not get a top right again. Yeah. I mean, this is... it. Like I said, this is a giant yikes moment. Look, where... I'll put it like this. This is
0: obviously not something good, and he, he needs to be punished for this. Yeah. At the same time... You know, this is, not, this is not a stellar moment by any and, – and, and before I say this, this is absolutely horrible. Nobody should ever do this, okay? But I don't think that they should end his career and never give him another chance because of one slip-up he made. Obviously, yeah. this is a big slip-up, okay? This is not something you, you ever want a driver doing. But at the same time, at the end of the day, yes, it's a word that has, you know – implications and it has history behind it and it has you know one of the worst connotations along with it but at the same time it's he didn't shoot anybody he didn't abuse any substances you know he didn't do things to put other people's lives at risk you know and there have been people who have done that yet have come back to sports I don't think that this should just end his career because he said something he's a young guy who is doing stupid stuff? I mean, if this is the first time, you know, that there's no, you know, this is the first time anybody's ever done this. It, it's not,
1: you know, it's not. People yeah, this don't... has happened once before. Uh, oh, yeah. I assume he'll get the same treatment. And I don't think his career is going to be over. Somebody's going to give him a shot. He's too talented, and he's not. Yeah. He's not a cancer like Antonio Brown. So, uh, yeah. I think somebody will get him. Give him a shot. But this is a just a huge mistake.
0: it's dumb, he was dumb to say this and look, but like, by the way you know, I hope everybody knows, like, no way are any of us saying like, what he's doing is good, and that, oh yeah, we should welcome back with open arms, no he definitely needs to learn what he did that was wrong but like, there, there are people who call for, you know anytime somebody says something bad, this horrible, they're like, oh we need to just kick him out of everything let's ban him Let's do all this other stuff. You know, well, I mean, let's use our heads again. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't bo- do any bodily harm to somebody. Yes, you know, words do mean something. That's why you should watch your mouth when you say stuff. But to say that, oh, yeah, his co- whole career, yeah, all that stuff you work for because you said a word, that's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's bad. Your career is over. You know, I, I, I just I do not see. I don't think that that's actually what's going to happen, but there are definitely people who have called for that already, and I just think that it would be un, it would be unfair just to say oh your your whole your whole deal is over. What, what's your
1: opinion? Well, in many ways, I absolutely agree with you, and like I said, I think he is going to get another shot. The frustrating thing for me is, as a former NASCAR fan, that's a that's a whole thing. But but for NASCAR fans in general. Having a driver use the N word, given the history that NASCAR has had and the stereotype of NASCAR fans, this is not <laughs> it just, it this is not, not the type of publicity at all. that NASCAR yeah. needed. And frankly, I thought they had a really good thing going with the iRacing series that they yeah. do have, and I I think it's gonna to continue to do really well, breaking several uh, esports live viewing yeah. figures. I, uh, I do have a question records. though. Do you think that this do you
0: think that this really just completely, you know, hurts NASCAR that much. Obviously, it's not good. It's not good publicity by any stretch of the imagination. But do you think that this is
1: something that, you know, is going to hurt them maybe this year or anything like that? You know, they've been hurting for a while. I think that it's just... And again, the the opinion of mainstream people doesn't really matter in the long run if you keep your core fans happy, which NASCAR didn't really do. But they're yeah. trying to get back to that. I. It's just. It it's just bad op, you know optics, uh it, especially horrible. given the the history it, and the stereotypes. It's bad
0: for any industry. Yeah. But especially if you are you have the rap of being a sport for you know dumb southern white people, you know. Yeah. It's not it's a good. Just, it's not a
1: good look. Yeah, and that's something that NASCAR's. At least definitely tried in the last decade to try to get away from and it it's ended up hurting them but again it's just it's bad optics and it's kind of funny now that we're seeing this escalation of like you know virtual you know virtual things that happen that have real world consequences and now it's just gone like through the roof it's kind of funny um like several days before this happened somebody was saying you know this is actually really great because we're getting to see all the drivers' personalities more than we've ever seen them before. I think this yeah. is a little bit too I much mean, you, personality. You don't,
0: you don't see a guy's personality when they're driving 200 miles an hour, you know, down a track. Yeah. You do see it when you're actually, and you know, when you occasionally might see him in an interview or after they won, like, woohoo. Yeah. but you actually see, you know, you have genuine interaction with that person. And that, that, that is neat. And that is something good about technology that we see. But at the same time, it can be very dangerous, especially in this day and age with what you say and how you carry yourself in that role.
1: Yeah. I just hope that yeah. from this entire situation that Kyle Larson obviously gets his act together, I guess. And I hope that he learns yeah. from this situation and hopefully, yeah. you know, we can move on from this incident and hopefully somebody will see this and think twice about using the word, you know and that we would hopefully just stay, you know, stray away from incidents like this. And so that's yeah. my personal hope is that Kyle Larson learns because ultimately, you know, true progress comes in the form of people learning and correcting mistakes. And yeah, hopefully definitely. Kyle Larson will be able to do that.
0: Yeah. All um, right. Well, with that being said, any final thoughts for that? Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hope it doesn't happen again. Yikes. yeah yeah um yeah. just a quick mention uh, if yeah. you guys haven't seen this so far i encourage you to go and watch it indy cars i racing challenge has been going on for several weeks the racing's been really really good uh and they've got a race coming on uh in several days i believe it's this saturday on the 18th uh, i encourage you guys to go and watch it it is out there it's free on youtube and it should be live streamed. And if you can't find the official live stream, there will be quite a few drivers that are live streaming it on YouTube or Twitch. So yeah. I I go out and I encourage you guys to since we're just completely in a drought of sports, I encourage you guys to go out and watch that. And maybe yeah. uh maybe you'll end up liking it and uh you know appreciating IndyCar and maybe hopefully uh, watching it in the future. So
0: Seth's master plan right was to get all sports canceled. That way we can watch I racing. And get people brainwashed into motorsports.
1: Wow, how'd you Anyways, figure
0: it out? I know. Next thing we're moving into after our long conversation on that uh, is baseball. Baseball. Um, a little news out of Taiwan, as the rest of the world sits still in the sports world. Uh, Taiwan is moving towards a, you know, starting baseball here. Soon and they're doing that. Seth, would you like to take this away? I know they're, you know, using different like robot, you know, a lot of technology and that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, But robotics and whatnot.
1: The Chinese Professional Baseball League, the Taiwanese professional baseball league, kicked off play and had their first regular season game on Sunday. And there was even a home run, there's highlights. It's it's a great time in this trying time to see baseball back and it was without fans and i want to say i saw something about there being robots in the stands is that is they that said whole something thing?
0: about like robotic or something i don't know i think there's like something supposed about dummy
1: robot fans or something i don't know but uh there's there's baseball finally yeah it's been way too yeah. long uh Oh yeah, yeah. So there, are, so there were robot fans. Uh, they put a few of them up in the stands. I wasn't stands. crazy. I thought I was like, please, please don't, please
0: pay pay off with this. I'm like, if I just say that there's robot fans in the stands and it did, was it wasn't true, they'd be like, Blake, what crack are you on? Like that would not be good. So uh, thank you, Seth, for proving that I'm not insane.
1: Oh wow! They were actually so they had robots and they were beating drums for atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. Good. See, I told, I told you, I'm not crazy. I am not crazy. He is not crazy. I saw it too. It's uh, it's up on Twitter uh, at CPBL in all caps. Uh, if you're interested in that, I'm sure there'll be highlights and, of course, the odd spectacle of robots beating drums to the first uh, major professional baseball game played in 2020. <laughs> Man, this is oh, this dude, is such this, a wild time, honestly. This is
0: a nightmare. Honestly.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm happy. Baseball's back, at least in some capacity. So uh, we have a little bit more baseball is Seth, would you like to talk about this? Yes. So, uh, 2018 World Series MVP Steve Pierce is retiring.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh, Red Sox, great. Yep, had a great career. Um, you know capped it off with that MVP, and now he's uh, he's yeah. retiring. So
0: This is no surprise, by the way. I mean, for the most part, I mean, we've seen a lot of, out of him, you know, just over a, a decent career. Um, but obviously, it's not that big of a surprise that we see this. Uh, who, who would you say probably the next big person who's going to retire in baseball or somebody who you could see retiring here pretty soon?
1: Has Prince Fielder retired yet? I should know this. Yeah. He did? Yeah, I
0: think so. Well, let me double check, but I'm like 90% sure.
1: That I would say he's kind of on deck for the uh, the legend retiring. Man. Yeah. You know, Mike Trout's yeah. still really young.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, he retired way back. As soon as he left the Rangers, he did. I yeah, didn't okay. realize that, but yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. Okay. Um and who are some of the older greats out there? Uh, I mean, Verlander's getting older. That's true. I don't know how long he's going to be
0: in the league. I mean, he is a pitcher, and they usually do have longer shelf lives. But, you know, I, I guess I could see him retiring, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, you know, beltray has gone from the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. For for us, I don't really see anybody. Um,
1: but what do you think, Seth? Ooh, maybe uh Ben Zobrist from the yeah. Cubs. He's he's thirty eight. Apologize for that. don't uh, worry about it. Yeah, so Ben Zobrist he's getting up there. He's uh Yeah, he's good. Oh thirties, I know that. Cruz is Nelson Cruz is Nearly forty years old. He's thirty-nine. Oof, that's wild. That doesn't surprise. It. Well, I mean, he was with the Rangers like most of
0: the two thousand. Yeah, and then I up, know, I g- know, to g- obviously again he's after. one of those
1: faces of the the franchise for me. Like when I we 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 talked about this uh on the last show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, Michael Young. Uh, for me. Yeah. Cruz, uh, and then Beltray yeah. obviously was a. You know.
0: True, true. I mean, like, I, I, I definitely see. I'm still salty about the World Series with him. I oh, don't me know too. if I'll ever get over that. But yeah, I mean, he, I could see him going. Oh, Albert Pujols.
1: Is he really? He's, he's still, still playing. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing for Anaheim. Holy crap! He's dude. Thirty-nine years old. Okay, well, not as old as I thought, but still, man, that's a long time. He's been playing since two thousand one. He'll be in the league for 20 years and start of next Next, year. Next season, yeah. Yeah. Next season.
0: I mean, still, Brady hasn't beat, but in professional Uh, sports. Brady has
1: everyone beat, though, so. Yeah. Uh, Anyways,
0: that that wraps up our baseball segment. Obviously, we're excited that uh, Taiwanese baseball is coming back. Uh, Hopefully, we will get... Our own Major League Baseball returning here as soon as possible. We are all waiting so very patiently until this thing comes back. But until then, we are also waiting for two of the other major American sports leagues. We will start off with the NHL. Seth. So obviously we're looking at, as we've discussed on the show before, and this can apply to both, you know, the NBA and the NHL. Yep. There's been talk of having a training camp, you know, a little bit of a reassessment. And obviously, you know, we had about, you know, over 10 games left um, before this whole thing went down. There have been discussions about cutting those games and then going into the postseason, the teams that had the best shot. Uh, there's talk about maybe
1: playing a few more games. What What is your, what is your assessment on this? So from what i've gathered the nhl for sure desires to finish out the season yeah um they want to for sure have you know finish out the the 2018-19 season um oh shoot no 1920
0: yeah
1: wow that was a that was a brain fart for sure um they're looking again, as we talked about last time, neutral site games uh, in empty arenas, notably Grand Forks, North Dakota, side of North Dakota State University, or not North Dakota State, North Dakota University, profoundly successful college hockey team. Um, Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, Saskatchewan. They want to potentially do that. They also potentially want to do some draft combine stuff. Um, Now, this is interesting. The NHL draft is set to happen with all 31 teams virtually if that needs to happen. Um, The big news that came from all of this is that, and this happened today, the NHL is extending the self-quarantine deadline again to April 30th. So... For another two weeks, for sure, we're not going to have any, any hockey at all. Um, and yeah. we will see uh, how this ends up happening, you know, as we continue to, to go on.
0: Yeah. Obviously, I, I think as we see this thing, uh, as we see that peak, which we've seen in most major cities start to plateau, and in some cases with New York, the number of cases starting to go down, I think as we start to see that number go down, I know that there is a possibility that it does bounce back, but I think overall, if we're you know looking at this from a perspective of a NBA or NHL executive, they're going to say, okay, yeah, it might spike back up, but we don't have to have fans in the stands. You know, where we can play it at one location, we can do this. We just need to finish this season so that way it doesn't bleed into the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, So I I think you're obviously going to see here pretty soon, as soon as the national quarantine, which was extended to April 30th, until that ends, I think you're obviously not going to see much, you know, uh, of a change, but, um, you know, I I think as soon as that, uh, as soon as that ends, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have people wanting to go back, and and I have no doubt that that's what's going to, what's going to happen, so.
1: By the way, this is interesting. We looked this up just a little while ago. But the last time the Stanley Cup wasn't played for was 2005 because of the lockout. And before that, 1919 due to the Spanish flu epidemic. Which proves that history repeats itself. Yes, it does. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on with the NHL. Uh, We'll continue to monitor that and update you all on uh, what the nhl intends to do um one other thing of note two-time cup winner chris Versteeg of the uh chicago blackhawks is retiring um relatively young still at 33 kind of getting through the the late mid-stage of his career but uh had a really good career and uh you know he's deciding to retire so i think chicago fans are gonna miss him and uh, uh yeah, farewell to him. He had a great career. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about uh, the in- <laughs> the NBA, the horse fail. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cringy, very cringy.
0: In fact, Seth, I know I've been re- relying on you a lot. Yes. But I like throwing it back to you. Yes. Seth, tell us about the horse fail.
1: So, uh, the horse fail, right. So, ESPN, in an attempt to get something on air that was relevant. I just want to
0: let you know, they have had so much. Before we get into this, the stuff that I have seen on ESPN is just the signs of desperation. They went from reruns to, I think, professional cornhole. They started rewinding, like, bowling, like anything that's remotely sports-oriented to just the, most, the smallest perspective. It is now on ESPN. It is is primetime TV because there's absolutely nothing.
1: Right. So uh, this is a really hyped horse match. Uh, for those of you that don't know, game of we're talking about a game of horse, H-O-R-S-E, um, where you basically pick a spot to shoot if you make your basket and the other person doesn't make uh, that shot from where you shot your shot. (laughs) It's awfully explained. Uh, they get a letter of the word. So that in the first case, if you miss the first shot, you would get an H and when you spell out the letter, you're or spell out the word you're out. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was incredibly, incredibly boring. Uh, what ended up happening is they ended up doing this kind of remotely in apparently these people's, like driveways and stuff. So <laughs> this was Oh man. Yeah, it was uh It was that. And then also the, the the video quality was just poor. Uh yeah, it was just it was bad. The entire thing. Just just bad. I mean kudos to ESPN yeah. for trying literally anything. But probably not their greatest, yeah. greatest thing. Um, yeah, just, just rough. <laughs> so, yeah, horse a bad fail bad. from the NBA. Uh, On the relevant topic of seasons and whatnot and season plans, of course, the last of the big five that we haven't talked about, except for the NFL, we'll be talking about that on either Thursday or Tuesday. We're going to be doing a draft preview, probably, um, reviewing contracts and then uh, uniforms as well, probably. So, so we'll be touching the NFL a little bit later. But uh, the last one to wrap up, the NBA has stated that they want to do a 25-day kind of program to maybe potentially get back into finishing out their season. Uh, now, they're not going to make any official decision until May, yeah but they have discussed doing like two week uh or maybe like 10 day training camps where they're going to try to get players you know like we talked about a little bit earlier kind of uh acclimated again to being top tier athletes so um that's going to be interesting to see what happens um to see what they do just as well as what the, NH, uh, what the NHL does, the MOS, MLB, and NFL do in response to this. That is true. Yeah, so um, that's kind of what they're planning to do. We'll, again, just like hockey, we'll continue to monitor this and give you guys updates on what they end up deciding to do. Um,
0: well, obviously, we will be covering this. I mean, we'll have another show coming at you really soon. Um, what... Well, I- Our apologies for maybe a little bit of a bad um, feed on the Zoom. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we worked them out. Um, We will obviously be coming back with you for more shows, updating you about anything. We might have some articles as well. We're working on that right now. Um, But we're definitely here looking out uh, for the sports world, trying to keep you all entertained. And we will, you know, keep on keeping on. So... Seth, is there anything else that you would like to mention?
1: Yeah, you guys stay safe out there. It's uh, clearly been a crazy time, so uh, you guys yeah. stay safe, stay uh, with good hygiene, and yeah. We will yeah, see y'all on Thursday.
0: All right, well, with that being said, uh, that will do it for us from the Nolan Company Sports Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at Company Nolan uh, or Instagram and Facebook uh, at Nolan Company. Also, go and uh, check out our personal Twitter pages. Uh, obviously, follow the real Nolan Ruth. I'm the real Blake Martin. Seth, what, what's your Twitter? I believe now? it's Morehead Seth. Morehead Seth, go check that out. Uh, we will be coming at you with more live sports updates. Again, that is all that we have for you on this beautiful April 14th, 2020. Seth, Roll the outro for us. Anyways, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But we got it. Keep, keep, yeah. keep going and following us on Twitter. We'd be more than happy to keep in touch with y'all.
1: Yeah. And
0: the final countdown of our show begins. Thank you for watching. That's it from us.